Thank you for the words you have laid on Byron's heart, Lord. We thank you for you are good, and you you know what each member here needs to hear on any given Sunday. And Lord, thank you for the preparation that Byron has um, done, Lord, and bring it clear, bring it through with clarity, Lord, and Lord, not confusion. Mm-hmm. And Lord, <clears throat> I just pray that you would just touch each one through his speaking. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, we've been in a journey of Hebrews. And in that journey of Hebrews, we're discovering things because there was a, a huge shift taking place when Jesus came and sacrificed himself that we have forgiveness of sins and that ne- unbroken relationship with the Father. So as the journey went through, he, he defined different things for us, and, and he, he looked back at Old Testament terms. And in Old Testament terms, he, he would uh, remind us that when we open up God's word, these words were inspired by God himself. What an important thing to know that the, the word of God is living, it's corrective, it's helping, and it's hearing from him in his heart directly. So it's a, it's a and, and then he, and he goes on to talk about the depth of forgiveness, the depth of forgiveness, because the writer says, yeah, when we come to Jesus, the sacrifices before were temporary, the sacrifice of Jesus is permanent, and and permanent. And he says, and this is a. I think there's a challenge for all of us to to when we falter in different ways to remind us that God's word says, because of the blood of Jesus, I will remember your sins no more. Not only that, he even says your wickedness and sins no more. That you always have a connection with the Father through this relationship with Jesus. And then, then he, and he's reminding us about provision and help and everything else. And, and he wants to relieve the tension of Hebrew Jewish believers in how do I, he said, I don't want you to mix up the old and the new. Because the old is gone, the new is here. And, and uh, so, in preparing for this, about a week ago, uh, in a dream and the confirmation, the Holy Spirit says, I want to surprise my people. And I want to tell you, this morning, when we only had a few there, we have a specific word that that few that were there we're meant to be there and to realize what God is, is doing in their life. And a lot of us are on, on vacation, out of town, and everything else. But I want to let you know, be certain. Be certain for sure that you are intended to be here this morning. Now the surprise. And uh, I have a, a, little, a little leftovers from being sick, but everybody stand. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. 
because this is something we normally don't do. But Holy Spirit, I had got orders to headquarters. Out of this great love that he asked for us, out of this great love and sacrifice he made for us, as this God that says, I will forget your transgressions. Thank you. Got to slow it down. And, he, and, and in that knowledge of what we learn in Hebrews, he's called us to sing praises to him. So we're going to take a time now that we never did in this church and, and to all together worship him in a small chorus. So I'll try my best to lead us and start us, but let your voices be heard because the voices of praise ignites the presence of God. So we'll start with, I love you, Lord, and I lift your voice to worship you, O oh, my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King. Let you hear, make us a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. God wants to know that everything is okay in your life. You need healing. Do you need his help? Do you need his provision? Do you need to know what he is? And, and there's no mistake that I have a little problem with my voice because this is intended to be a crescendo. You know what that means? a greater sense of his presence. So I've asked Sandy to now lead us again in that little chorus in Jesus' name. May I remove this? Yes, you may. Do I know how? Just pull just, it? Just pull it out. Don't start before me because I'm going to bring it down a little bit. I'm an alto. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Lord is so good. Father, I just praise mm. you. I just want to praise him first. Lord, you're so good. You know mm -hmm. exactly, Lord, mm -hmm. where each and every one of us are. Lord, you reach down, Lord, and you draw us unto you ever so tightly, mm -hmm. Lord. And you remind us how much you value us and how much you love us, Lord. And I just praise you, Father. I praise you, Lord, and we just worship you now. Hallelujah, Lord. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul, rejoice, take 
join my King in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. And I love you, And I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul, rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's here now. I believe today is a breakthrough Sunday for some of you. Whatever has been bothering you, concerning you, or holding you captive, you're set free in Jesus' name. You're set free in Jesus' name. No more captivity. You set the captive free. You are free. And whom the Lord says free is free indeed. I want you to let you know as we are worshiping him together that God was hearing our hearts and God was releasing to each and every one of us breakthrough. That's you. Breakthrough is yours. God is on the way. God is helping you. God is delivering you. You know, I heard somebody say this week, you know, we, uh, we can live in the, in the future, and that's not a place when the future sometimes can be defined as worry and fear. Or we can live in the past, and the past is condemnation and, and, uh, and judgment on your life. God doesn't want us in either places. He's a now God. He's a now God. I want to let you know we are now in his presence. And, and all our hope that we have will be released as we have faith in the God that will deliver us. Give a word. Kind of a different Sunday. So... I'm feeling as I'm sitting back there, the Lord reminding me of what I prayed during mm -hmm. communion about unity and praising him mm -hmm. for his, for the people in here. And so I thank you, Lord, for Debbie, for her kindness, her, her wanting the truth in everything that she does. Mm -hmm. I thank you for Lydia's caring heart, caring for those in need, 
caring for those who sometimes are unlovable, but doing it with the heart that it wants to praise you. <clears throat> I thank you for Peter, for his generosity throughout the years. Generosity that people don't even know about. Lord, we thank you for you are a generous mm. God. And the only way that Peter could be generous is because you have shown him what generosity is. Lord, I thank you for one, for his boldness for you. For, for, for also taming the fire when it needs to be tamed, but unleashing the fire in him when it needs to be unleashed. Lord, you have put passion inside this man, for you are a passionate God over us, and you love us with great love. Lord, I thank you for Frank, for his love for his family, for his prayers for his family. You, you as a loving God, pray for us mm. children. You intercede, and you love a father interceding for his children. And you, I believe Frank will see his children's hearts turn back to God the Father through his prayers. Mm. Lord, I thank you for Betsy's hospitality and Nancy's hospitality. But we thank you for Betsy's hospitality, for her caring for the physical needs, whether that is in her home or in the food pantry. For you care about even the smallest need of your children. You care for the sparrow. And Lord, you've given the gifting to Betsy to care for the sparrows of this world. I thank you for Pat, for her boldness to share her testimonies with others. For you, you have given each of us a testimony. I thank you for Sandy's boldness and courage to serve even in the hard places. Lord, but we know that there is peace coming. <clears throat> that passes all understanding. And Lord, we thank you for the prayers of the intercessors. There's so many in here that intercede for you. We thank you for Sandy's prayers of intercession. Lord, we thank you for Catherine. Lord, we thank you that she has a kind heart, even to those who are, are well in their ears, Lord. We have, we have something to learn from those who are, are nearing the end of their life, and they know about it. They know it. But there's so many that can just uplift us and thank you for Catherine being the uplifter and receiving the uplifter for you uplift our souls when we're in need
when we're downcast. We thank you for Jerry's wisdom. You say in scripture, if anyone lacks wisdom, ask for it and it will be given. And Lord, you've given us leaders who have great wisdom. And Lord, I thank you for we've gleaned the wisdom of Jerry. Lord, I thank you for Twyla's worshiping heart. No matter if it's a little off-key, she admits that sometimes it's off-key, but you know you, you worship with, from a heart of love, and you worship from a heart that's totally devoted to the Lord you serve. So, Lord, we, we glean from that. We, we unite ourselves in devoting our heart to be fully worshiping out of heart to praise the one we love. And we thank you for June, for seeing, for seeing the miraculous and wanting to see the miraculous and wanting to see her needs met. Lord, because you fulfill all our needs. And I don't know all that's out in the hall, but we thank you for Wayne, Lord, for his heart to encourage, to bless, to see men grow as men, Lord, to see men serve you wholeheartedly with soul, mind, and spirit, Lord. We thank you for Nancy, Lord, for her encouragement, her hospitality, her overseeingness, her prayers of intercession, Lord. And finally, we thank mm -hmm. you for Byron, for, her, for his leadership, for his guidance, for you, he walks in step with his Savior. And you've called him as a leader in this church because you know the humility. And Lord, thank you for examples of humility, Lord. For you were you humbled yourself and died on a cross mm. for us to get rid of as it started mm. out, as he started praying, our discouragement for and for our breakthrough. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> it's a beautiful Sunday, right? It's amazing, you know? Um, yeah. Father, thank you. My voice will be not difficult. I can talk. In Jesus' name. Yes? Amen. 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 So uh, we're, we're in that last chapter of Hebrews. <clears throat> now, uh, all of us have a gift of exhortation. You might say that this last chapter is the writer is exhorting the believers. Something that we need, right? It's uh, 
So, Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for clarity of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for the healing power of Jesus' name. And I, and I, and I really believe that. Healing is being released. Released in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It was amazing. I, I was listening to a church recently, and they said somebody that was an advanced Alzheimer's was completely healed in a clear mind. Instantly, in Jesus' name. And, and healing happens. It happens. And, and, uh, and, I, and I, sometimes I encourage myself. It's not my will. It's his will. But, but uh, get to that place where, where God is so engaged in us that our will comes in perfect alignment with his will. And things happen. Things happen. Hebrews chapter 13. Father God, in Jesus' name, May we receive all the benefit of your voice, your words to us who believe. Right? In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. And uh, verse 1, it says, Keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not, for, do not forget to, to show hospitality to strangers. For by doing so, <clears throat> by doing doing some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it that's a thought you know, that's a that's a thought thought that i never knew i was going to experience firsthand but i was an angel in human form came to me brought me to the bedside of a woman and she was totally healed It's, it's uh, you know what, before you get offended by somebody that might come into your life, take note, it may be an angel. Remember, we're walking in a journey that, that nobody outside of Jesus can walk in. And so... He, he's saying, you know, loving one another as brothers and sisters, and 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 that's uh, that will keep us out of a lot of trouble if we think of each other as brothers and sisters. It's um, and uh, and be ready to be kind and helpful to people who God brings into our life. <clears throat> yeah, I um. There's an acceleration going on where the gospel is, is going not exactly in the church, but it's people in the church interacting with people outside the church. And only God, only God can do that. He gives, uh, I know my brother Wayne, he, he's, uh, he, he, he has a gift of just interacting with people and sharing Jesus. But you know what? That, that gift, I believe, is being released over the body of Christ that many, many in our generation will come to know Jesus. It's that heart said. Verse 3. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who are mistreated as 
as if you yourself were suffering. That's a, that's a handful. And, uh, and you know what? I, I know literally he's talking about people that were thrown into prison even for their faith. And we had that in the book of Acts. Paul and others, time in their, in their ministry life, they were thrown in prison. And, uh, and, I, and I love it. Even prison was changed when they were there. <clears throat> but it's, to me, I want to step that up, step that up a little bit. Have mercy and kindness and love because we are to meet people that are in their own personal prison and can't escape. Be quick to connect with them and help them out of their personal prison. Don't judge them. Love them. You know, that, uh, and some of you know, we were praying for the, the church where my son goes to, where the worship leader right now can't even get the energy and the faith to lead worship anymore because her husband cheated on her. You know, the enemy is trying to destroy worship. And I believe that's part of why Holy Spirit said, do something that's out of my comfort zone. And it's amazing. You know, we have an enemy that's after us constantly. Now, here, God showed me to have us sing that song, I Love You, Lord, together. It's not, a, it's not strange to me that my vocal cords weren't working right. Because he wants to shut it down. And then I'm so grateful for a sister in the Lord when I shared that vision of what happened this morning. I, and I said, I don't force anybody to do anything, right? I, I said, I want you to hear from the Lord. I want, want you to, to really engage in this. And, and Sandy said, yes, amen and amen. I will lead the second time through the chorus. And I, that's a, God, I want, even though uh, worship is being attacked, I want to let you know, Worship for the church is on a crescendo journey. Uh, and I, even when Jerry and Twyla decided to do a video this morning, the, the church, our church, and the church in general, even though the enemy is coming in like a flood and just brought Gigi, the worship leader, to a place where she couldn't even lead worship, that God's crescendoing it. When the enemy comes to do his, God holds his standard against them. And never forget, not not worship, no matter what you and I are going through life, if we're, if we're really in that place of, of challenge, remember, remember, you are living with a God that's crescendoing you. So he said, suffering, and he says, don't, uh, stand with those who are, who are mistreated as if you yourself are suffering. And suffering 
is something not to be afraid of, but it, it's a tool to God to accelerate you and bring you to a higher place. Woe is me does not belong on the lips of believers. Then it goes on to, on to say, marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all sexually immoral. And and I love the, the church in Florida. Um, they're, 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 you know, this tragedy happened with their worship leader and her family. But, but they right away started, how do we restore? How do we restore? Not throw out. So, it's uh, it's God is looking, and I and I love the verse that came up on in my phone just recently. Blessed are the pure heart, for they shall see God. I'm challenging all of us: keep your life pure, and the result, you'll see God. Then he goes on, verse five. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content in what you have because God said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So he says and with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And I, and I guess all, you and I, you know, especially with this media world and all the stuff we're hearing, and and it's okay, it's okay to listen, but it, but it's not okay for you to be allowed to get discouraged and downhearted from what you're hearing. You should hear it and say, "The Lord's my helper; I will not be afraid." What can mere mortals do to me? What can, what can this world system do? This world system, although it's turning more and more aggressively, actively, uh, in a persecution mode to Christians, that is time to rise up and know that your God is God. Know that your God has defeated the enemy. Know that your God has called you in to become a conqueror. Know that God is calling you in to be a, a overcomer. Know that God is coming you to be more than more than a conqueror through Christ. And he's called you, you and I, to be victors, not victims. He's calling, he's calling the church to a higher place to live in his realm, not in the world's realm. And I said earlier, it was rare, I heard a, a, from a guy, a pastor, I said, and it really made sense to me. God's presence here is now. God, God is, you know what, if things are coming down on you and problems are coming, there's two places you can't go to. You can't go future sense with worry and fear. And I tell you, the enemy is, the enemy is really after causing us to be worried and fearful. You know, so I, Hey, you know what? Sometimes I, I sometimes it comes it comes to me as well as to you. You know, uh, am am I going to be okay a year from now? 
uh, wow, I mean, things are costing more, income is down, da-da-da, and you can, you can get wrapped up in that, or you could say, the Lord's my helper, and I will not be afraid. He's, he's, he has been my provider, and he never stopped being your provider. Because that's who he is. That's the now. And then, and then this whole unworthiness. <clears throat> and sometimes, and, and I hope, you know, sometimes in the church I've seen people not take communion. And that's the very time you should take communion. It's a, it's a, it's, you get overwhelmed. What's the other side of this coin? Guilt and condemnation. And, and where did that come from? How could God love me when I so failed? Wait a minute. His love is irrevocable. Wait a minute. Did he send his son to die to a terrible beatings? Mocked? Laughed at? Hung on a cross? And when he, when he uttered, did, he, did we hear him say, do we hear him say, it is finished. Once and for all. Once and for all. So, you know what? If, if we're overwhelmed with our defeat, when we take communion, we're reminded of our victory. His victory. His bloodshed. His body broken. So get, get off your regrets and get moving with Jesus. Every day is new. Every day is new. We are not, we cannot plant our anchor in our past and we cannot plant our anchor in worry and fear of the future. Now God is with you now. And he will never stop loving you. He will never stop caring for you. He will never stop. He's relentless. He's relentless. He's a son of God. Like, like Juan was saying, almost a fearful thing. And, 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 that, and I like to say his fierceness towards us, full of love and grace. Full of love and grace. Then it goes on in verse 7. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And, and you know, I, I, th this is something Todd and I and, and all us who are leading, we're, we're, we're pursuing the Lord with our heart and soul and mind. But we're not perfect. This is not talking about perfection. You want, you, want, you want to burn out a leader? Expect perfection out of them. And, and when they try to do that, when they try to do that, I'll tell you right now, they're headed for burnout. You know, I'm not perfect, but I am perfectly loved. You're not perfect, but you're perfectly loved. And, 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 and now, but you know what? In, in saying this and what this verse is saying, uh, 
imitate their faith. Don't imitate leaders that are calling you into the pit of hell. Nancy and I are watching a church. I forgot the name of the church. It makes no difference. But it, it, they were changing scripture and exhorting transvestites and homosexuals. And, and, and in fact, putting up them up to a high place. I, I would not support those leaders. You know, and 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 you know, a few Sundays ago, I I had a concern. I, I I kind of spoke a little few words that that were a little bit out of my my expertise and knowledge of Scripture, not where God has really called me to minister. And and I said, you know what? I I I went home. And I said I said, Lord, I said I I want to when I'm sharing the Word of God. I want it to be accurate and true. And, and if I ever misstep, Father, call it to my attention because I want you glorified. I want you glorified. Because I, I, can, I may say a word, but it could be out of step. But man, I want to let you know, my heart is to be truthful to what the word says. That's my heart. That's my heart. That's where I am. And and. Then it says in verse 8, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we touched on that a little bit already. You know what? Jesus, Jesus, the Jesus you guys know, when he says, I love you, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he, he doesn't, you don't come to this place where, oh man, Byron, you know, I don't feel so in love with you today. He never changes. His sacrifice remains unchanged. When he says, "I forget your I forget I forget your wickedness and your sins, and I will remember no more." No more. He doesn't change his mind on that and say, "Hmm." Well, you know, you kind of failed this week. No anointing for you. The key point, the key is that you and I are sensitive enough to our failures to go to him and confess it and move on. Because he says, you do that. The only, it says, "I'm just and right to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all." But he says, "Let me put it in a funny way." God might say, "I can't help myself. I look at you through my Son Jesus, and the sacrifice was perfect. I can't thank you for coming to me and sharing your weaknesses." And you know what? I've already forgiven you. And I want to let you know something besides that. Besides forgiving you and loving you. Guess what? My strength in you is perfected out of your very own weakness.
Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace. Not eating ceremonial food, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We, are, we have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have not right to eat. You know, and I, and I love that. He says, uh, uh, um, strengthen by grace. Hear that? He's saying, we're, if you're weak and struggling with all kinds of things, I want you to know the source of strength is by grace. He wants you to feel at home in his presence. Say that again. He wants you to feel at home in his presence. Grace, or another way of saying it, love and unmerited favor the source of your strength. The minute we go any minute we kind of veer away from that, move away from that, then we're living in our own strength. You know where that takes us. Eleven. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering. But the bodies are burnt outside the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make the people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp bearing the disgrace he bore for here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. This is just a beautiful word picture, and I want, I, want to, I want to help you with this, help myself with this. He, he's, talking about, he's talking about what happened on Golgotha and comparing it to what happened with the Israelites with sacrifice. They would, they would, there was an altar outside the Holy of Holies where they shed the blood of all these animals and it was just dripping and blood and everything else. And then the high priest took those offerings and took the blood, brought it into the Holy of Holies and sprinkled it over the, 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 the Ark of the Covenant. And what was in the Ark of the Covenant? The law, covered by the blood. Covered the law, covered by the blood. And the angels were celebrating it. Now, what he's saying here, what he's saying here, he, you, can, you and I, which we have, we've given our life to Jesus. We came to Jesus. Now, on Golgotha was symbolic of a sacrifice outside the temple. 
where he bled and died for us. Where he could, with, with all of who he is, he said, I've totally accomplished your righteousness once and for all. What happened? What happened when he said it's finished and he, and he dropped his head? He said, he gave up his spirit. Very important. He gave it up. It wasn't taken from him. When we die, it's not a matter of us saying, oh, time to go. You know, it, but whatever that, whenever that day is and whatever time it, it comes, you know. And, but he willingly bowed his head and gave up his spirit. What happened? What happened? The curtain in the Holy Holies tore whoosh, from the top to the bottom. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means you didn't have to be a high priest. You didn't have to be a, a, a special person to enter into his holy presence. Because now it's wide open for all those who believe. You and I cannot escape his presence. You and I may feel like we did, but the truth is, his presence is with us all the time. You don't have to come to church to get in his presence. His presence is here, definitely here corporately, but when you get in your little car and drive out of here, his presence is falling right with you. You can't even go fast enough to get away from it. <laughs> Monday morning, his presence is with you. When it comes to decision-making and things that you're doing throughout the day, his presence is with you. Can't escape it. Can't escape it. My, my exhortation to you, enjoy it. Enjoy the joy of the Lord, our strength. Enjoy his presence. Acknowledge his presence. You know, I, I love you know, when I get up to go to work in the morning. I get in my car, and it's a wonderful time because half the way I, on some days I, I'll pray in the spirit half the way to work, and I and 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 sometimes I, I get I get so excited about Jesus and who He is, and I'm starting I'm starting my day with Him, and I'm counting on His presence throughout my day, and when it's all over and done with. I lay my head on a, in my pillow, and even in my sleep, I can't leave his presence. Because he says he inhabits even our dreams and even our, our encounters. And, and, and it, it, we cannot escape his presence. And, you know, and, I, and I have a concern when people will say, you know, I just didn't sense his presence in church. Well, because you forgot that his presence is unescapable. All the time, all the time. And in, the, in verse 14, and here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. That's about God's promises. 
You know what? You, you, you are somebody, you are a somebody in this world that God is preparing an amazing place in your future. I, I was talking to a person the other day, and I was saying um, they're kind of down. And I said, um, "Oh no, you know what? Um, are you getting tired and worn out and trying to do your best? I want to encourage you." And and it was in this conversation that, uh, I was entered into this conversation where they were talking about rewards. You know, if you're in this plan, you get that rewards, and you get your credit card, and you get that rewards. And I said, oh, you're, you're reminding me of something. Rewards. Do you know what? You know what? I'll tell you a little something about God himself. He's a rewarder for those who diligently seek after him. Wait a minute. When Monday starts and the rest of the day goes on, are you, are you and I saying, Lord, I want to pursue you with my heart, my soul, my mind, and, not so, and knowing that you are reward, reward those who diligently seek after you. So when the trials come, God, I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. I'm, I'm precious in your sight. I, again, I say this to people, and I say, I say this to people, but I say it to myself. I am greatly loved and highly favored. I, I am a product of, of a God that accomplished everything that I could not do on my own. I could never be good enough. You know what? That was, um, <clears throat> um, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I'll say it anyway. I, I was uh, the middle of two boys, Peter and Bill, and there was me. And, and I think one of the things that I was hard to get a grip on about who Jesus was is because uh, my father it appeared to me he was disciplining me more than my older brother and my younger brother, and and that's they say that's a middle child thing, and 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 I struggle with that, and I struggle with it, but what it drove me into wanting to be perfect, and every time I wanted to be perfect, my father would find imperfection. So finally I said, I'm done with it. I'm finished with it. I'm just going to go live for the world because I can never be good enough anyhow. But that led me, that led me to the God that loves me. The God that said, quit on, try, quit on doing what you're doing. Stop what you're doing. Take a pause. And I want to open up my heart to you. my expectations to you. I want to let you know about my son, Jesus, that did it 
did everything that you're trying to do. When I, when I was trying to be perfect. It might be for somebody. <clears throat> Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. You know, and, and uh, <clears throat> a sacrifice of praise, you might equate that with worship. But you know what? Worship, you, worship is a way of life. It's not something we do on a Sunday morning. It's a way of life. And why, why is the, this worship or called a sacrifice of praise? What he's saying is, you might not feel like it. You might not feel like it. You might be so overwhelmed with the issues of life that are on your life. You may not feel like it, but start speaking who you are in Jesus. A sacrifice is that why is it a sacrifice? You don't feel like it. But then you can overcome by the fruit of your lips. Words. Words. And what are those words all about? Openly professing Jesus. Wow. That means when, mm, when, when I'm being overwhelmed, start talking about verbally talking about who Jesus is to you. Why? Why the fruit of your lips? Why, why is it vocal? You ever think about it? Why it's vocal? And it's amazing. God can hear silent prayers. God can hear your heart crying out to him. But when you, guess who can't? The enemy cannot read your thoughts. There's nowhere in scripture that says that the enemy, the devil, can read your thoughts. He can give you thoughts, and then he can wait to see if you respond to what he's telling you and act the way he's telling you and saying the but he can't know what you're thinking. But he sure can hear your words. He can sure hear your words. So if you're in a battle, if you're in a battle and you're in a torment and you're you're in a in a deep challenge in your life, what's the sacrifice of praise? Make the effort to make it verbal. Start shouting. Shout for joy. Start saying, start saying, I'm an overcomer. I'm a victor. I'm a blood-bought son of the child of God. I belong to Jesus. He's my hope. He's my deliverer. He's my helper. He's my provider. He's my healer. Start saying it. Start saying it. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, somebody was telling me before, he says, you know what? Hope and faith are really a connection point. They're really connected. <clears throat> faith needs hope to operate. All right? What I mean. It's what I mean by this. 
my hope is I'm going to be have, <coughs> have provision for the week. That's my I hope. That's my hope. That's my vision. I hope that. Now, faith says, I believe it's going to happen. Telling somebody, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But hope declared brings Jesus into your issues. Yeah? The longing fulfilled is a tree of life. You know, it's, it's that, that saying, you know, he, God, what's God say of himself? He can't lie to us. So we gather up these promises, we got, and we put hope connected to these promises that God's going to do this for me, and I hope, and my hope is there. I, and faith says, yes, you said, you said this, and I believe that. And God enters into it. God enters into it. But in this journey, in this journey, I want to remind us all that sometimes I don't like this. I I in these places it is for it can be a little struggle for me. But he says those who patiently wait on the Lord. Patience is a good thing, but patience, having this full operation in your life, will see God doing amazing things in your life. <clears throat> how, how quick, how quick is for any of us to give up? No quitters in the kingdom. No quitters in the kingdom. Do not forget to do good and share with others, for with such sacrifice God is pleased. <clears throat> it's uh, if it, if you have within you, if if you have it within you, and you know you have it within you. Don't ever come to a person with need and just say, I'll pray for you. Put your faith, who you are. God is looking for you and I to be active, not passive. You know, uh, sometimes, sometimes I have to, I have to go that route because I'll be talking to a businessman on the phone or something like that, and I'll say, you know, uh, in the situation, all I can do is like, I'll pray for you. The thing I I'm challenged with, and I and I, and I hope it's a challenge. I'll, if you say you're going to pray for somebody, and that and you leave and don't do it, I, you need to do it. You need to do it. It, it can't, you know, it, nothing happens to just say, I will. Well, something happens when you do. Right? And, and never, never leaves out, 
Oh, man, I, I, wow, that's a really heavy-duty stuff you just laid on me. Our brother, sister, I'll pray for you. Do it. The prayer of a righteous man or woman availeth much. If you say you're going to pray, pray because God is in the business of hearing and moving on our behalf when we bring things to his throne in grace. Having the confidence, having confidence in your leaders and submit to, to their authority because they keep watch over you as you as though who must give an account. Do this that their work may be a joy, not a burden, for that would be had, would be no benefit to you. And I want to tell you, I am so thrilled to be a pastor in this church. I, I, when I wake up and come here and I have to give a message, it's never a burden. It's always a joy. It's always a joy because how I see you as precious sons and daughters of the king I serve. You are so precious in his sight. And I, and it's an honor. It's an honor. It's an honor to to share his word and his truth with men and women that belong to him. Belong to him. It's, it's a joy. It's a joy. It's a joy, not a burden. You know, it, and, I, and I guess it can happen. It can, can happen to pastors, ministers, and people that decide to be in that office uh, will think of it as a job. It's not a job. It's a privilege. It's an honor. It's, 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 it's a place where God can use you. Some of you who I visited in hospitals and been by your bedside, I always kind of repeat this some about this verse. You know what? I'm not here because I have to be. I'm not here. I'm here because I want to be. I'm not here for a paycheck. I'm here to serve God's beautiful children. To love on them. Encourage them. Exhort them. Help them and their journey to their highest potential in Jesus. Lift them up, not tear them down. Love them, not hate them or hurt them. How many times have people been hurt by ministries? Because the motivation for serving wasn't correct. Pray for us. We are sure, sure that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. I particularly urge you to pray so that I 
may be restored to you soon. And, you know, and, and he, this is a letter written from one town to another town. But you know what? I would covet your prayers that God, that when you think of your pastor, that you would pray that, that I would be encouraged and restored and helped. And, 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 uh, and I, I hear some of our conversations with some of you, I, I hear how you pray for me. And, it's, and I want to let you know, you know doing, doing the work of the kingdom, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know what? The enemy's out to break, to just destroy worship. He's also out to destroy people, pastors, you know, trample, you know, mess with them. So to say that as I'm a pastor ministering to you, I desire and covet your ministering to me as you pray for me. Uh, um, Kenny Allen is going to be here in November sometime. And we, we talk occasionally, and he calls me, and we, we, uh, we, have, uh, we pray for one another. Uh, we have uh, prophetic words for one another. But about two months ago, he said something amazing to me. You know, we connected on a beach in Florida. It was no accident. It was no accident. We were stalling, stalling, stalling. He and his wife were walking down the beach, and we we were packing the car, ready to head back to Chicago. And, and Nancy was saying, "We we got to go to the beach. We got to the beach." I, well, you know, wait, wait till we do this. And and but then we went to the beach, and then at that exact time, intersection. And then we were amazed at the prophetic accuracy. And it's amazing when somebody, when you met somebody, they don't know who you are. And some of the things he said, it was, it was, wow. Surely it's a Holy Spirit. Surely it's a Holy Spirit. And one of, the, one of the things he prophesied on the beach, he said, he never knew this. You're a pastor. You're a pastor of a small church, but a powerful church. You're a pastor of just a few people, but but God has you there, and he's mightily using you. And going, ah, the what? And, huh? Wow. So, so, it's, uh, so he, he uh, two months, maybe two, three months ago, we were having a conversation. I said, well, Kenny, <clears throat> talking about patience. Uh-oh, Kenny Allen's calling. This is going to be an hour and a half conversation. <laughs> no way out of it. I better just drop my plans for whatever I'm doing, drop the anxiety. Do you ever get that place where you, you connect with somebody and then all of a sudden there's anxiousness? I, I do the, and, and, you're, and God has a beautiful thing for you and you're trying to get out of it. You know? Because, oh, I got this and this and this to do. He said something that amazed me. He said, by the way, Byron, not many people I can say this about. But you know what? I'm telling you the honest truth. Every morning, every morning, when I get up, I pray for you. Every morning, I never miss it. I pray for you. Wow, what a thought when I'm driving to work 
and saying, hmm, this guy Kenny I met on the beach, he's praying for me now. Wow, could that be said for all of us as Holy Spirit leads to pray for one another, to encourage one another in the Spirit? And, I, and I'm careful to say, as the Spirit leads, it's, it's, uh, I love because, <clears throat> oh man, it's almost 12 o'clock, but, but uh, something new in our leadership, for all you guys to know, in our, our leadership, when we have a leadership meeting once a month, and all the elders and the pastors get together, we started it last time we met. What we're doing is we're praying for all of you before we even get into church business. And I love the wisdom of Jerry because <clears throat> we had this big list of names. I want to let you know there's 50 of you here. When you're, and so we have this big list and 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 uh, maybe lack of wisdom for myself. Let, let's just start on top of this. Said no, Jerry said no. Let's the Holy Spirit lead us. Let's not be mechanical. Let's not be mechanical. So he went in to pray, and I believe every man on that list got prayed for in the order that the Holy Spirit had it with the specific person to pray for them. So I let you know the leadership of this church is praying for you by name every, every time we meet, before we even do church business. Now, may the God of peace, through who, through, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. What an exhortation for all of us. What an exhortation for me, for me, to pray for you that God would equip you and every good Everything good in doing His will. What a what an honor it is to go on my knees before a throne that God would accurately, accurately define for you His will for you, and that you would carry it out and do it in Jesus' name. And then he, the writer ends it: "Grace be with all." What a way to end this, this letter. And I want, to, I want to end it this way. Tyler, you can come up. You know what? That you and I would know the fullness of his grace in our life. That the, the enemy would not even have a chance to have us to live in worry and fear. Not even have us a chance to live in condemnation and judgment that we would know that our Redeemer lives, that we would know he's kindly looking on our, us, that he's loving us fully and completely, that he will never stop loving his sheep.
Never. Ever. You can leave here with that confidence that you and I are greatly loved and highly favored by our Father in heaven.